Hey, this is the Bully's Bully, Brock's Boulder. You're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. This is squeaky clean Casey King, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. This is Trouble Free, Braden Lee, and you're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show at Wrestling with Entertainment, the, the first audio experience on the web today. Interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Party. I am, of course, your host, James K., alongside Scooter Us. Women only call me ugly until they find out how much money I make. Then they call me ugly and poor. And it's a great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with... Trouble free, Braden Lee. Yeah, hey, how, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. How about good. yourself? Good, good. I'm doing uh, great as well. Um, I guess I'll I'll take a second here to uh, plug. Uh, if you're interested in following me, or maybe I say something that you guys find uh, witty or entertaining, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Braden Lee. Uh, my Instagram is at Braden Exley, and I believe my Facebook page is also under that as well. Um, and I guess what I got coming up over the next few months is you can find me at places like Unsanctioned Pro, um, where I'll be wrestling Alex Shelley. Um, you can find me at Emerge Wrestling as well, um, where I am the current Outbreak Champion. Um, and you can follow me basically... Uh, any adventure that I'm going to be doing, any new company that I'm going to, um, including like Empire State Wrestling over in Buffalo, New York. Um, try, try, trying to keep a couple couple new places in there, but uh, I'm pretty active on my social media. So if you guys want to follow me and see what's up, uh, that would be the place to do it. Seems like you're pretty active on social media as well. Yeah, yeah, I try to be. Um, I think um, it's really important just uh, uh to promote yourself, but also just to keep people in the loop of kind of what you're doing. Um, so I, I try to be active on it, and uh, it's pretty hard because I, before wrestling, I wasn't a social media type of person, but uh, it's definitely pretty valuable. So, And of course, all of those links will be in the description of the video below for on uh, YouTube and podcasts. Um. Now, you, uh, you mentioned it, you worked for Immortal Wrestling, and you also competed for Game Changer Wrestling. Can you tell us about your relationship with those companies? Yeah, so, um, I would, so I've been at Emerge since the start of my wrestling career. That was, um, I consider that to be my home promotion. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was the second ever company that I wrestled for and, um, and I still wrestle for them. Um, so I definitely consider that to be, um, my home promotion. Um, they, they were one of the first companies that took a chance on me, especially as I was just kind of getting my feet wet in pro wrestling. Um, and they believed in me and they've given me a lot of opportunities. Um, so I'm very grateful for them as a company and, uh, uh like honestly, uh, humbled to still be working with them uh, i love going there um and in terms of game changer wrestling uh i started wrestling for them 
uh, during the the pandemic. Uh, but I believe my first show with them was October of 2020, um, and I've had a few uh, few matches there. Um, and obviously, they are kind of the the I guess the face more or less of of independent wrestling. Um, and so, be uh, just being able to be on any of their shows is again a huge honor. Um, something that I'm extremely proud of and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they're, they're killing it right now. So, um, nothing but positive to, things to say about both those companies. Yes. And I'm asking this only because I am a huge, huge SpongeBob fan. Okay. <laughs> And I think you know where this is going. Tell us about the Smitty Werben Jaeger Men Jensen Memorial Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a, an idea put together by Cole Radrick. Um, and it was, I, I think, yeah, I think as well, he is a big SpongeBob fan. So I don't know if you guys have had him on the podcast, but I think that would probably be a good guess. You guys could probably go back and forth on on a lot of SpongeBob stuff. So that, yeah, that was kind of just his creation. It was meant to just be a fun, uh, SpongeBob themed kind of wrestling show. I know they did like a, a pool party, I think kind of match or they hit or They used, um, pool types of, uh, foreign objects. Um, and then the rest of it was just like a tournament basically. Um, and it was to become number one because, uh, Smitty Orban Jaeger men Jensen was number one. So yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Where's the, yes. the leak, ma'am? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. James. <laughs> um, let's st- stick on the topic of tournaments. Uh, you won the Big Stocks Grand Tournament. Can you tell us about being a part of that tournament and what it meant to you to actually win it? Yeah, so... Um, Mouse is, well, I guess people kind of call him the father of the Midwest wrestling scene. Um, And he, yeah, so I think, um, and he's a guy I respect a lot because I think he kind of embodies the the independent hustle as well. I mean, as a photographer, he's constantly uh, traveling to different shows, um, trying to um, show his value, just like most of us are as wrestlers. Um, so he understands that that grind in a way, and I think that that's why a lot of people do have respect for him. In addition to all the things that he does for uh, his daughter Billy, um, I think he again he just kind of embodies that uh, the the hustle mentality, and people have a lot of respect for him. I know I do. Um, so he asked me to be a part of the the Big Starks brand tournament, and um, I, yeah, I, I, it was a really good tournament again, done during the, the pandemic when there wasn't a lot of wrestling going on. Um, and that was, I, so I think it was pretty cool that we got to, um, give the fans at least something to watch during the downtime. Um, and I got to be in the ring with a lot of talented wrestlers. So, um, I, I consider that honestly one of my my biggest career accomplishments is um, is winning that tournament. Actually, um, we just had the second one actually, so hopefully this is something they continue to do uh, over the next few years or even longer potentially. 
Absolutely. And um, I actually asked Billy about that tournament uh, when she had uh, when you had her on, and she had nothing but glowing things to say about you. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. She is. Um, she's one of my favorites going right now. Truthfully, um, I think that she, when I think about independent wrestling, knowing that there's a wrestler like her, one for as young as she is, but two with the the drive and the dedication, um, I think that is her her best characteristic. I think she has a lot of a lot of talent, a lot of upside, but I think the thing that is really going to elevate her into even more prominent positions is definitely the fact that she has a, a great attitude and she has a really, a really good work ethic, always trying to get better and never settling. And I really admire that about her. Uh, it's something I definitely try to implement into my own game. So she is um, a huge plus for the independent scene. Oh yeah. Um, Big Stork's brand is low-key bullet club famous at this point. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you could look at it that way. I don't, I, I don't think it's really, I, I don't know if we, I, well, I take that back because Billy Cole and uh, Calvin all just tagged at um, GCW, but yeah, it wasn't really like a staple thing. Um, it was kind of just like a for fun thing, and then. But now, yeah, they're starting to kind of get booked as tag teams and stuff. So, yeah, I guess it kind of is turning into that. I, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> yeah, because you see, it's kind of, you see the logo, and some people might not know what it is, but you see it on WWE, you see it on AEW, and that's kind of like what Bullet Club was at the beginning. So that's kind of yeah, how I associate it. Yeah, you're, no, you're right. I, I just never thought of it like that. That's a, that's a really, I'm going to have to start looking at it like that. It's really interesting. Uh, Scooter, you have a question. Well, let's continue this uh, uh, discussion of tournaments. And one that, not exactly recent, but does hold uh, quite a bit of credence and weight on the independent scene is the Young Lions Cup. And you competed in the 2019 Young Lions Cup and I believe a fatal four-way first round qualifier. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, so I... I view that as um, one of the, again, another great experience I was lucky enough to have. Um, when when I was thinking about the things I wanted to do in my wrestling career, I remember thinking like uh, wrestling for Chikara and being in the Young Lions Cup were definitely two things that I wanted to accomplish. And it, it was really like, in hindsight, I didn't even kind of realize what was happening. Um, it kind of all just happened so fast in terms of uh, me getting that opportunity. Um, and it was, I met a lot of talented people there. Um, I know in my match, it was uh, Green Ant, um, Alley Cat, and oh, I don't know, I'm going to forget the name of the dude that the dude that won the match. Um, gosh, what, what is his name? Hold on. I don't want to do this to him. Because um, he was really, he was really sweet, I remember. Um, he's from Australia. What What is his name right now? Holy moly. 
I'm about to look this up here in a second. <laughs> uh, do, do you guys have it? I, I don't know if you guys have it before. Uh, oh my, I, I have it here. Hold on. Where is it? Here it is. Uh, it is Ricky South. Ricky South. That's right. Yeah, he won the match. So, so uh, yeah, and he was super talented. I remember he hit like a sweet double suplex on me and Green Anna. Sorry. Sorry. Hold on one second. Sorry, one second, one second. There we go. Get out of here. Okay. My apologies. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, Green Ant, Alley Cat, and Ricky South. Um, and then, yeah, again, it was just kind of crazy how it all got put together, kind of. Uh, I guess for me, it was kind of quick. At least that, that's how I'm, I'm looking at it in hindsight. And um, it was uh, an honor because it was one of the things I really wanted to accomplish and I got to do it very early in my career. Um, there's a lot of prestige there when you think about the, the names that have competed in that tournament. Um, I know like I was, a, I was a big like Ricochet fan on the, so um, I kind of looked at it like that. I said, Oh, this is like one of my favorite wrestlers. He was like a, a prominent figure, like in the young lions cup uh, and then Chikara in general. So it was, it was a pretty uh, important thing for me uh, getting to, get that opportunity uh, no, just uh, just really quickly uh, any other tournaments you hope to compete in in the future say possibly the super eight yeah I I'm a big tournament guy honestly I some of my best memories are from tournaments i was i've been lucky enough to be uh in the young lions cup uh the um tpi for iwa mid-south um i've won yeah i've won the outbreak uh tournament at emerge uh twice now um and yeah i i no no other ones are coming to mind but oh and the big starks brand invite as well i've won that and so i i love tournaments i love the it, it kind of fits with my my whole deal. I try to be just like a, a, a workaholic kind of guy, a guy who just keeps going and I don't stop. And I think tournaments kind of embody that. It's like the idea that you you wrestle multiple times, you know, so you got to be able to um, win a tough match, recover quickly, and then go again. And that's like the type of stuff that I live for. So I love tournaments. I would be willing to do Super 8, or, or any really any tournament really i'm I'm down for tournaments is there um a different way you approach going into a tournament knowing you have to you know compete multiple times in a day rather than just a one single match i i would say that Yes, but also no. So one thing that I heard when I was an amateur wrestler is when I would wrestle uh, two-day tournaments, um, people would – well, I should, I should preface it with this. So in, in amateur wrestling, there's weight classes, right? Yeah. And most people cut weight to, to make those, those weight classes. Um, and typically in the two-day tournaments is you have to make weight both days, but they might give you like an extra pound on the second day, but that's not a lot of weight if you think about it. So you might wrestle at 135 one day or on day one, but then you have to make weight again the next day at 136. 
And so some people would kind of trick themselves into getting into this like, well, I don't want to eat too much. I don't want to drink too much because I, I, I have to make weight for the second day. But one of my coaches kind of instilled that early in my head that if you, you, you have to make it to the second day to even worry about that. So why are you not going all out? Like, why are you like, who, like we can get the weight off of you if you make it to the second day, but if you don't hydrate properly, if you don't have good nutrition, you're not even going to make it to the second day. So it doesn't even really matter. And that's kind of how I look at tournaments as well is like, yes, there is kind of like a long game strategy to it. But if you don't even bring everything that you have in that first match, you're not going to get to the second match. So that's kind of like how I generally approach it is like you want to go in with the attitude that winning this match is, is important because I don't get to go to the second match unless I win the first match. So I have to be willing to risk it all every single time. So I would say that's kind of like my overall mentality when it comes to, to tournaments. All right. That's awesome. Now, uh, mm -hmm. you did compete on AEW Doc against Proud and Powerful, uh, your tag team partner was Isaiah Moore. Um, how did that come about, and what was the experience like? Yeah, so uh, that was my second appearance on Dark, so I'm, I'm hoping that it was really just an extension of the first one. Um, uh, basically, they just, they just asked me to come in and do uh, a match with the... Uh, with uh, the, the varsity ball. What? Sorry. Oh, I, uh, I was saying Tana, Tana and Ortiz, but you said varsity blocks. My bad. Yeah, yeah. That. So, um, yeah. So they had they had us come in and and do a a, a match with them. Um, and then we, then we had Santana and Ortiz the second time, and it was. Uh, and, th and those are always just really cool experiences, um, especially as like a grinding um, independent wrestler, you know, like those those small moments of getting to be on that stage kind of remind you what you're chasing. So I, I look at those as really motivating um, because it, it reinforces everything that you're working for. Sometimes being in the, the cycle can get really monotonous and really tiresome, but getting those those moments of like, oh, this is what it's about, that is 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 a game changer. It really is. Is somebody coming up to you after the match and giving you some advice or critique or something? From yeah, the locker... Yeah, the locker room's really good about that in general. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily like people just come up to me to give it, but it's definitely one of those environments that like if I if I ask somebody, they will they are fully willing to do that. Um, and and not to say some people don't. Uh, I would just say for me specifically, like nobody comes up to me just to give me feedback necessarily. Um, but if I ask somebody. Um, to either watch it or I ask somebody if they did watch it, they're they are always willing to give uh, critique and feedback. It's a really healthy uh, environment there. Alright, uh, Scooter, you have a question. Yes. Uh, you have a love for a certain member of the X-Men explain that to us please 
Uh, yeah, so when I was a kid, uh, I was a big Nightcrawler fan, um, which is one what my uh, my friend Jonesy designed uh, my Nightcrawler friendly long sleeves and hoodies um, because he wanted to do like horror uh, affiliated designs for certain wrestlers. Um, but I told him, I said, admittedly, I'm not a big horror guy. Um, never really a genre that I've gotten into. Um, but this would be like the closest thing is like Nightcrawler cause he's kind of creepy. Um, but I think just my love from, for Nightcrawler, I just thought he looked cool. Cause when, when you're a young kid, I guess you don't really have like well thought out explanations for why you like things. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I just thought, I just thought Nightcrawler looked cool. Honestly, he was like, um, he just the, the blue, like the blue skin and the tail and the kind of like dark figure was really interesting to me. The fact he could teleport, I always thought that was like a cool power. Um, and then the slow introduction to his, his character, him kind of being like a, uh, a German kind of background, at least typically that's how he's portrayed. I've, I've always just kind of like, like the character thought he was, thought he was super interesting, super cool. Um, and even in the, the X-Men movies, I think they do a good job kind of portraying him, especially that he's not really like a main character. I still feel like he gets a fair treatment and a prominent role. Um, so I, yeah, it's just, I, I always just thought he looked cool. That's basically like what it comes down to for me. And he's just always been my favorite because of that. I've never really had a, I, I, I like the other more prominent characters too. Like I like Wolverine, um, but Nightcrawler's just always been my favorite. All right. All right. Um, you're able to do a sex story. Is that something that came easy, or how do you even prepare to attempt something like that? Um, I, I, this is probably just going to be like a really lame cop-out answer, but really just, you just got to send it. Um, you never know until you try. So, um, that I, I, worked on it a little bit and uh i could i found out that i could do it and i felt comfortable doing it and i just decided to send it so and that's kind of always my mentality anytime you get on the the top rope especially um you're looking at um they call it the, the high rent district for a reason or high risk district i should say and that's that's true um so the one thing i found is you just got to send it you got to commit and um it'll be fun and that, that, that's how I look at it. So, just just full send every time. So, writing this down now, God given ability. Um. um yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I I think you can learn to do it. There's definitely a technique to it. Um. <laughs> but I I don't know if I could explain like how to do it. I I guess I probably couldn't teach it to people. Um. Okay for me because I know when I first practiced it, I couldn't hit it like consistently. I could like, if I did it, did it like five times at practice, I might get it like once. And the, the other times would be, um, maybe not straight, maybe on my head, like just, just whatever. Um, so yeah, so it, and then I did learn uh, a technique too that made it a lot easier and a lot more consistent. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if like, Maybe natural God-given talent is the way to word it, but I mean, maybe, maybe that might be it. I, I don't know. So, well, I have it down here now. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> Scooter, you have a, a question. 
Yes, uh, whenever we have a guest who is so dedicated to fitness, I make it a point to ask about what their routine is, dietary choices, and advice you'd have for someone who wants to start a fitness routine. So can you walk us through your fitness routine? Yeah, sure. So um, typically how I execute my training is I... Uh, well, I, I guess I go right now because I do kind of change it up a little bit. I think maybe um, bouncing around is kind of important. Um, I try to be like a, as scientifically based as I can. So I do a lot of research. Um, I do not have like an exercise science background. So I should say that like, so I'm not claiming like to have like a bunch of answers on this stuff. I generally just try to like read the research and um people who do have knowledge on this stuff and I kind of try to follow their advice. Um, so how I do my training is I do a push pull legs split. So what that will look like is I'll train, um, legs, then I'll do a push day and then I'll do a pull day. Um, and then I'll take a day off. So this is what would be called an asynchronous split because I'll do three days on and then one day off and then three days on and one day off. Um, that and that does kind of mess my schedule up a little bit because I'm not training the same days every single week. But I found that this is like the best balance for like training and recovery. I think recovery is really underestimated um, in the world of fitness. Um, so you definitely got to have like rest days and days to let your body um, heal up and make those uh, those muscle gains more or less. Um, at least that, that's my understanding of it. I typically do cardio every day that I lift. So I would say five to six days a week again. Um, and that, the cardio can change anything from like, I, I do a lot of running typically, but I do try to incorporate like circuit training or like rope training into that. Um, some interval training occasionally. I think that stuff's really important. So like an example of like an interval thing might be like, um, run really hard for 10 seconds, like max effort for like 10 to 15 seconds. And then like take like a 20 to 30 second rest and then like do it again. So it's kind of like doing sprints for like a, a sport, basically. Um, doing like a good, a good amount of those. Um, that is typically, I know that's kind of like a very simplified version, but that's kind of how I, I base my training is it's mostly lifting with some cardio and then some, some core and ab work as well. Um, in terms of other people getting started, I think like one thing that people should do is they should really analyze like what their goal is. I think sometimes people just kind of want to be more, more, more fit. They don't necessarily want to be like a bodybuilder or a professional wrestler or like a marathon runner. They don't want to be those things. They just want to be a little bit more healthy. And I think that, um, that that needs to be the ultimate focus is what are your goals and um, taking those necessary steps to achieve them. So, um, and, and again, not starting too hard either. I know like one thing I do uh, that I should say I'm very guilty of is if I, if I get injured or I take a long break from training, I kind of try to jump back in like no time has passed. And that can be a big confidence blow because I'm like, man, I'm not as strong as I used to be, or I'm not as in shape as I used to be. But that is that makes sense. Um, exercise isn't like a um, a thing you can just. 
it, it builds on itself, but you can't take time off and just pick it back up. It's not like riding a bike. It would be like a constant flow of, of training. Um, so when you take time off, you kind of have to accept that you're, you've lost, you know, you've lost either strength or, or uh, lung capacity or whatever it might be. Um, and the, it, and I would say not, don't get down on yourself about it. Um, it's okay because you got to start from somewhere. And I know like gym intimidation can be like a pretty big thing for people who uh, feel like they're not in very good shape. Um, as a person who trains very hard, very frequently, I can tell you that when I see people in the gym, like just busting it, even if they're not in the best of shape, that is incredibly inspiring to me. It's incredibly motivating. And I think that people aren't judging you like you think they are. That's, that's what I would say, because I recognize like we all start from somewhere. And I think most people who train really seriously also, at least the people I talk to, we all have that opinion is that we're trying, we want to see people improve their lives. So we don't care that, um, that you aren't in the best shape or that, you know, maybe you're feeling a little self-conscious about how you're doing an exercise or whatever, all that stuff can be fixed, but getting in the gym is like the most important thing. And so like, I, I don't have any sort of like a preconceived notion about people who are trying to make their life better. All right. Yeah, sorry, I got a little winded there, but that, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, as you, as you can tell, that's a pretty big part of my life. So I, uh, yeah, no. I guess I have like some pretty strong opinions about it. So, no, both the enthusiasm always. <laughs> um, let's talk about the match you had against Sam Callahan for Impact. How did that come okay. about, and what was the experience like? Yeah, so Sammy's awesome. Um, I'm a really big fan of his. He's done a lot of things that are um, that are incredible. Um, a lot of goals that I would like to personally accomplish for myself as well. So definitely somebody I look to uh, in terms of like receiving advice or like wanting to get better from. Um, big fan of him. Um, I, the opportunity came about because of um, Alex Shelley, actually. Um, I am very lucky in the fact that I get to be under his tutelage and he coaches me and uh, makes me a better wrestler. And he basically just kind of pitched me to impact and said that um, it might be a good fit. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's not a super long story, but that's basically it was he just, uh, he, he took a chance on me and uh, pitched me to impact and they gave me the opportunity and it, it put me in a, in a pretty cool spot where I got to wrestle with a, a super talented guy. So, um, and, and it was a great environment, big fan of impact and the stuff they're doing. So. Oh, did, uh, Sammy Callahan tell you about the Dublin Pope? The, the what? The, I'm, I'm going to guess, you know, because I, I've never heard of that. So. <laughs> Right, just uh, join something out that I thought about him, but no, it's fine. <laughs> um, Scooter, you have a question. Now, there's one particular photo on your Instagram. Yes, we do our research. We're, we're basically stands at this point. But there's one particular photo on your Instagram that I have to ask about. And it's a specific photo that makes you look a specific way. How many people have seen this specific photo and asked you, hey, where can I get your wrestling figure at? 
or oh <laughs> oh that one uh yeah i the, the the thing is is i really just wanted to like show off my my uh new gear in that photo that, that was that was really it <laughs> like it was just supposed to be like a, a gear drop photo and uh i guess i looked pretty uh action figure like which kind of makes sense because i I am not good in front of the camera, especially like in a still manner. So like generally doing like videos or photos, I'm pretty, uh, a little tense. I'm trying to get better, but I'm still a little tense. And I think that kind of came off that way in that photo. It definitely looks like, uh, and the, just the way I stood and the way I posed, it came off like, yeah, I was like trying to be like an action figure, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it was meant to just be like a gear photo, and uh, it turned into a couple people saying, "Wow, why do you look like an action figure?" And it was like, "Okay, I mean, I guess that's like a pretty cool compliment." But I probably need to work on not being so stiff in my photos. So, <laughs> all right. Now, uh, you can say pass if you don't want to answer this next one. Um, uh, okay. Your brother is also an amateur wrestler. You're both. Second generation amateur wrestlers. Um, mm -hmm. What does it mean to you to see him kind of following in those family footsteps? And is it, uh, has he ever shown interest in coming into pro wrestling? Yeah, so um, I, I grew up so it does mean a lot to watch him grow and progress into the wrestler that he was. I always had a feeling that um, he would definitely be significantly better than me, and that was definitely true. Um, he he had he just kind of had like a natural knack for it, and um, he had a different skill set, which made it it did make it kind of hard to coach him at times, admittedly, because we were different wrestlers in a sense. So um we thought about it differently and um the things that i would do in certain situations he would do differently and that could be kind of uh scary and frustrating for me but um but he knew what he was doing clearly um it, it definitely meant a lot to see him uh make it to state every single year and slowly climb his way up the ladder and then ultimately ending up on top was uh was the peak um it was uh, it was crazy. I remember the match itself was crazy. Um, it was definitely one of the more exciting state final matches that year. Uh, had the had the crowd going nuts, um, and he probably in hindsight, like thinking about him as a person, um, it makes all the sense in the world that that would be the way his match would go. Um, but he also hasn't really shown any interest in pro wrestling. Um, I don't expect him to become a pro wrestler. Um, it's something that he kind of like casually enjoys, but not something that he liked, like I'd say I did growing up. Um, but right now he's wrestling at uh, Bellarmine University in, in Louisville. So um, that's, that's kind of like the path he's going down and he's got his uh, career goals lined up. So I guess the, the main point is, yeah, he's probably not going to get into pro wrestling. Uh, if he did have a show interest, uh, would you be um, the support of Big Brother, or would you be Roman Reigns, Fallen Line, Oose, Brother? <laughs> um, yeah, I... So, it, it's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, I think, like, um, I think that I would definitely support whatever decision he wants to do, because it's his life and he's allowed to do it. 
Um, being in pro wrestling, you kind of know the risk and the damage that it does to your body. So part of me just being like um, a nervous big brother, I would definitely be pretty concerned for him. Um, but at the same time, I do it. So I, who, who am I to say, right? That's kind of like my, my outlook on it. But yeah, I'd be nervous for him. But uh, ultimately, I would support him. All right, going back through your Instagram again, I noticed you have a bit of a fascination with not Zubaz directly, but the color schemes, the pastels, and the in the in the big flare jackets and pants. Uh, is it would it be correct to say? You kind of have a fondness for Zubaz and you know the, those color schemes. Um, uh, I would say probably not. Um, I I do kind of see how it could come off that way. I think I was really trying for like a different kind of character at that point in time. I was trying to bring out some personality in myself, but ultimately, I don't think any of that stuck. It never really felt like me in a way. Um, but yeah, it was definitely part of my, my development, my character for a while. So, um, but I wouldn't say personally, I'm super fascinated with that stuff. Um, I do, I do think I like some of those colors though. And I'm going to keep that in mind for like future gear designs and stuff in the future. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's like something I like, Oh, I want my gear to definitely be like this color. It's like something I'm super fascinated with. I think it was kind of just like a, a thing I was trying to see if it stuck and it didn't, then that's okay. It was, you, you got to kind of experiment, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, you want the Doro bread, milk carbs, straight crazy, all gas, no mm-hmm. plates. Um, you're now trouble free. Um, can you tell us why trouble free has worked maybe the best for you? Yeah, I think I, I think it just had for me it has like um it kinda has like an ambiguous meaning, I guess. Like it can kind of go any direction that I want it to go and that works good for me. Um I I, I try not to get too caught up in uh, the, the moniker, like what the name is per se, but I definitely just want to be the most comfortable that I can be out there. And, um, and, you know, and I guess like growing up, like watching like UFC and stuff like that, you always kind of want like a cool nickname. Like I think about like my favorite, like UFC fighters, like George St. Pierre had rush, um, Anderson Silva was the spider, like having like a cool nickname like that definitely like makes you feel kind of like, um, kind of like on another level, I guess, in a sense, you kind of feel like, um, it's you it's unique to you and it it's it's like it's just part of you i guess like an identity um so i guess like the the thing i like about trouble free is that it just it can mean a lot of different things and that's kind of like what i guess what i enjoy i'm not like confined to a certain thing but it feels like me at the same time so all right well that being said when is Braden lee the most trouble free when am I the most troublesome? Well, it depends. Do you mean in a good way or in a bad way? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, 
when when am I the most troublesome? I would just say when I'm feeling reckless. That that is probably when I'm the most troublesome. <laughs> so. And when are you the most troublesome? Uh, when when am I the most troublesome? Um, yeah, I guess I guess they, I guess it it works for both of them, right? Like just when I'm feeling reckless. <laughs> just when I'm feeling <laughs> reckless, I I can be troublesome and trouble free. So. <laughs> Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> it is now time for the colossal question. They're making a movie about it. Uh, every movie has a soundtrack. What would be the first three songs on the Braden Lee uh, pro wrestling soundtrack up to this point? Um. Ocean Avenue because it's by Yellow Card because that's the song I come out to right now and it's just like a really good song, banger song. Um, then what what else would I have? Um, I would say I would say that I so, oh, I'm torn between two songs right now, but I'm not gonna pick both of them. I'm only gonna pick one here. Um, I really like, um, I like the song Love on Top by Beyonce, but I also like the song Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Um, those would definitely be, the, oh man, I don't know, I can't pick one. The, we're, we're, we would have to just uh, flip a coin for the number two spot for either Love on Top. We can extend it to five. If you okay, we can extend it to that. five. Yeah, it might it might end up being four because we'll we'll probably pick both of those because okay. those are both. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of both of those songs, um, and because I think they're both super talented women, and those are incredible songs. Um, and then what else? And then I need something that I kind of listen. I, I guess I would have to pick a Lincoln Park song because that's like my all time favorite band. Um, so yeah, I I don't have like a strict. Well, actually, I would say metal is definitely my favorite kind of music, but I listen to a little bit of everything. So if I had to pick like one Lincoln Park song, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough one. I would pick. Oh no, I'm I'm struggling right here. No, no, I'm, I'm like, to I want to pick them all. This is so <laughs> difficult right now. Um, I'm, I'm literally like, I'm literally just scanning. Uh, for I would pick, you know, uh, my fiance actually loves this song, so I would pick "Shadow of the Day" probably. Yes. Um, yeah. So, um, so that would probably be the one. Um, and it's my favorite all-time Lincoln Park song. Uh, it is a great song, very beautiful song. Um, so I would, yeah, that that would probably be my top four, I would say. Alright, a solid four picks. Do you lock it in? Yeah, I'll lock it in. I'm I'm confident with that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, uh, on to a controversial subject. Pineapple on pizza, what's your stance? Um, I've never tried it. It doesn't sound very appealing to me, but I guess I can't have a strong opinion because I've never tried it. But I would say it's not something I'm interested in trying, so. I think that speaks volumes of how you feel about it. Yeah, I think, I, I guess it sounds like 
then that I I think it's gross, but I, yeah, I guess in my head it doesn't feel like it goes together, but I don't know. I probably have some pretty weird combinations of like food as well. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't judge people who eat uh, pineapple on pizza. Um, I don't know if I'll ever do it though. So. What's your spirit Pokemon? My spirit Pokemon? Uh, I, I'm trying to think of what. I, I really like the Pokemon uh, Umbreon for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, so I, I guess that would probably be it, right? Oh, solid pick. Weirdest question you'll ever be asked on a wrestling podcast. Would okay. you ever consider wrestling a rep? Not playing Jackson, Scooter. Not the contrary. And actually, rock. Wait, what? Whenever consider wrestling a rock, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. Um. I I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really sure. I don't think so, though. <laughs> um, well, uh, just for context, there's this guy named Psycho Mike. That wrestled an actual rock in an Iron Man match that lasted for two weeks. Oh, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, good, good for him. I probably wouldn't know. Uh, not good for him. He lost. Oh, um, yeah, that's pretty uh, unfortunate. Yes. Pretty unfortunate when you lose a match to a. Uh, a non-sentient thing, so no, that's pretty unlucky, but it <laughs> happens happens to the best of us, right? So, um, and so we love Tracy Smothers. Uh, do you know the acronym for Doug? T H U G. Uh, I I have heard it. Admittedly, it's not uh something I remember right now, but yeah, I've, I've seen it like on uh, shirts and um. I remember when he passed away, people were sharing it on, like, Facebook and Twitter, so. Scooter? <clears throat> and don't forget the Burger King question. Uh, Burger King, your face. Mm-hmm. T is for terrible. H is for hate. Hell. Hell, hate, same thing. You. Um, <laughs> where I come from, it is. U is for ugly, and G is for jail. Because a thug can't spell. <laughs> That's true. Tracy was one of the, the greats. Lucky I, I'm lucky I got to share a locker room with him a few times. So. What was that like? Because I've heard nothing but great things about him. Yeah, I'm probably just going to repeat a bunch of what everybody else has said. Um, the, the definition of locker room leader, um, great, great person. Um, somebody you could always rely on for like quality advice. Um, about life and wrestling, um, Tracy was was one of a kind, truly. What uh, is there any advice that he gave you from wrestling or in life that really stuck with you? I I would say that he one one thing I just generally would kind of hear him talk about is um, doing it for the fans. You know, that's like the the most important thing. I know it feels maybe like just kind of like a general thing, but that was kind of like one thing he always said was just um, love what you're doing out there to have fun and, um, and make it about the fans, you know, make it worth their money. And that was, uh, 
that, that was kind of like, I guess one thing, and he, and he's really right about that. Just, uh, keeping, keeping that in mind and, um, cherishing every moment that you get to be in that ring. So. Awesome. It is once again time for that segment. Great and Louise Bizarre Adventure. You're a wrestler that goes up and down the road and you're facing bizarre things about to happen. Can you tell us the story that puts that description? If it's a description of... I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch the first part. Oh, uh, could you tell it's us... It's a road trip, right? Yeah. yeah, a story that's weird, crazy, bizarre. Um, I, I, I don't know if this, like, qualifies, but I remember one time on my way home from Michigan, this car, like, followed us for, like, probably 45 minutes, maybe an hour, somewhere in that range, and it would copy everything that I was doing. So, like, um, imagine, like, there's like no cars on the road, basically. I mean, here and there, there might be, but it's mostly just us. And if I would just randomly change lanes, he would do the same thing. Um, when like I, sometimes I wouldn't even turn on my turn signal. I would just jump over into another lane and he would do it too, because I kind of picked up on it after a few minutes. He was just really copying what we were doing and we couldn't figure out why. Um, I didn't know if I like accidentally cut him off or something earlier but that was probably the most bizarre thing that happened because it didn't really seem like this guy. And then like, I, I teased like I was going to get off on an exit or actually I was, I was going to stop for gas. I remember. And he got behind us. Like he was going to get off on the exit. And so uh, I was like, man, we might have to like fight this guy because I don't know what he's doing, but like, he's like following us like everything. And, um, at the last second he pulled off and honked his horn. Um, and kind of like, it, it kind of looked positive. Like he, I could kind of see him through the window. Um, it looked like he was kind of like having a laugh about it, but it was definitely kind of scary at first, especially when it looked like he was going to pull off on the same exit. We were, I was like, this is really creepy because I listened to like a lot of horror stories, I guess, like, uh, audio horror stories on YouTube. And so I guess like just in the back of my mind, I was like, man, this is, like, about to be a thing, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, that was probably the most bizarre thing that's ever happened. Um, because I, I, again, I don't know what prompted this, but it was just, yeah, it was a thing that happened, so. Well, first, let me apologize for my driving that night. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After all these years. (laughs) No, that. That is definitely a bizarre adventure, to say the least. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, definitely a little, a little creepy. I that It was the exit thing for me. The kind of following was, like, whatever, and changing lanes with me and stuff. But, like, when I, I – there was, like, a good, like, 15 seconds where I thought, like, this guy's about to get off on our exit and, like, follow us. And we're – I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something. So, yeah. Luckily, uh, it didn't end that way. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, um, what do you see yourself in five years? Um, I don't know, because uh, I think this can be like a hard thing to pin down because a lot of things have kind of changed for me, I guess, in the last year and a half or so. Um, hopefully, um, I would say in five years, hopefully I've achieved like most of my wrestling goals. Um, 
and I hope I'm still I I'm barring a major injury wrestling is something I'd like to do for a really long time so I definitely see myself still wrestling um, I'm pursuing um, my teaching license nice. um, so that that's something that I'm doing in my my professional life as well um, so I'm I'm kind of on the path that I think I want to be on I kind of just hope in five years I have it a little more solidified and I've accomplished a lot more and had a lot more great memories in in wrestling specifically all right uh just a little sidebar. I am also a licensed uh, teacher. Um, any, yeah. specific, any specific uh, field or or grade? Yeah. So I'm a I was a political science major, um, and I actually just accepted a position to teach government and econ um, for so for high schoolers, mainly seniors. Um, so and that's kind of like my ideal position is uh, teaching high yeah. schoolers um, for government and econ. So. Um, so I've kind of lucked into it, but yeah, I'm in a good spot. Um, just got to keep it going, I think, so. Nice. I was childhood education, grades one through five. Oh, very cool. That's probably really challenging, I imagine, so kudos to you. <laughs> it was, but then I, I, I stopped when I realized I hated typical kids. I wanted to work more with the special needs community, which I found much That's... more fulfilling, so. <laughs> good, good, yes. Um, what is a match people should go out of their way to see that does off what Braden Lee is all about? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I'd hate to put it on one match because I feel like, um, I try to make a lot of my matches kind of feel that way. This match hasn't happened yet, but this is the match I'm gonna, and I guess like shameless plug here. Um, again, I'm wrestling one of my uh, mentors, one of my heroes on uh, June 4th, um, I, and I'm hoping that my match against Alex Shelley kind of brings out the best of me. I think that um, I'm preparing really hard for it, um, and I think that that will hopefully be like the match that kind of does what you're saying. Hopefully it kind of shows Brayden Lee the way, um, the way that i want to be uh, perceived. So Ooh, interesting. Is there a match Yeah, I, uh, continue, I cut you off. Oh no no, I was just saying, yeah, I know it's not uh, a match that has already happened, but um but yeah, I I think I'm still kind of trying to iron out who I am a little bit. I think I'm starting to get closer. But um but yeah I think I hope that is kind of the match that maybe uh, shows that, so. Is there a match on YouTube that people could go, uh, see now? Um, on YouTube? Oh, man, I don't know, because I actually haven't looked if I have any matches on YouTube. Um, I know I have some from my really early days, but, um, so yeah, I, I, I'd like to think that, um, I, I give it all in all of my matches, so I think maybe... Yeah, maybe there would be, like, um, matches against, like, Ace Perry or something out there. I think my matches with Ace Perry are generally, like, really fun and uh, encapsulate a lot of what I try to bring to the table. Um, so if there's any of those matches out there, if not, um, I'm sure you can find my matches against, like, him on, like, Fight TV or on, like, independentwrestling.tv. Um I have a really good match with Billy Starks that hasn't came out yet, but I think that's, like, another good one. So, yeah. Oh, I have a couple matches against Jordan Oliver that I really like, too. Um, so, 
I would say those, those ones mainly. And uh, we'll find one of those matches and we'll put it in the description of the video below put on the text box for anybody that wants to go check it out after they listen to this. For sure. And uh, now that we are nearing the conclusion of this interview, we are wrestling with the eight questions of doom. This is our speed round, our bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready? I think so. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Greatest wrestler of all time? Yeah. Uh, ooh, I'm in a to- I'm in a two-way tie right now. Um, for me, it's either Kazuchika Okada or AJ Styles. Ooh, that is a really good one. What's wrestler? Hello. Oh, sorry. Was, was there a question in there? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hear it. Worst wrestler. A oh, worst wrestler. Um, I I don't think I can make that assessment. I have wrestlers I don't like, but I don't know. I well, I would say I don't like. I have wrestlers that I'm not entertained by, but I mean, I don't think that makes them bad necessarily. So I I'm a I guess a pass. <laughs> you have selected by default, Eva Marie. Okay, fair. <laughs> sure. <laughs> your main event in WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent? Ooh. Um, main event in WrestleMania. Does it have to be a current WWE wrestler? Yes, or, ooh. Um, AJ Styles or Bret Hart? Ooh, interesting. But I mean, who did Bret Hart have to be? Oh, uh, yeah, right. It's an inside <laughs> joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be? Um, ooh, who has the best theme song? I, ooh, this is a good one. Who would it be? I think maybe... Yeah, you know what? That's actually like a good one. Uh, I, I, this is, this is really recent, but Lee Moriarty does have a really good theme song on the Indies, so it would probably be his. <laughs> I couldn't come out nearly as cool as he does, but <laughs> still. So, <laughs> finish the sentence. Kayfabe is um. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we also would have accepted is quite good on toast. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Squash, fruit or vegetable? Vegetable, I think. It's a fruit. Oh, oh, there you go. I learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh... Now, uh, you are now integrated with Coleco Yachts, a part of Squash Squad, which means a hell of a lot more. Cool. <laughs> New Japan wrestler Kaichi, his ranger gets smaller every year, revealing more of himself to the world. My question, 
what is the appropriate price-to-budget ratio for reindeer? Um, I, <laughs> man, this is a, this is a doozy, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I would say you probably just, um, I would say you probably shouldn't try to. Um, you got to keep in mind, like, there's family-friendly events, but, you know, I, I guess maybe in, like, the certain environments, it's probably more acceptable, so. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's it just context-driven, whatever the show is, whatever it's asked for, so, and if you're comfortable with it, of course, so. I, I personally don't like the show a lot, so. <laughs> um, the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? No. <laughs> and that is the correct no. answer. <laughs> is the correct answer okay? What if I would have said yes? That would also have been the correct answer. Okay, good. <laughs> so, that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us, Braden. No, absolutely. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate the uh, the unique questions. So we try and keep it interesting on uh, wrestling with. And uh, once again, go to me find you on social media, your merchandise, everything you need to know about you. Yep, so you can follow me on Twitter at the Braden Lee. Uh, my Instagram and Facebook page is at Braden X Lee. Um, admittedly, I don't have any merchandise out right now. We're going to hopefully get that back on track. Unfortunately, I had a lot of my merchandise like vandalized recently, so it's not uh, good for sale. Um, but hopefully we'll get that back on track soon. Um, and yeah, just follow me on social media and you can learn, uh, where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing. I try to keep that pretty updated and yeah, that's, uh, that's my shameless plug. All right. Uh, and I mean, uh, all those, uh, links will be in the description of the video below, but on, um, YouTube and CastBox, don't need to look for it, simply click the link. Um, when you do get merchandise, uh, is it going to be direct? message you uh yeah if i do have merchandise dming is always good um i'm probably going to update my big cartel site as well okay. um i just got it and then all that stuff happened so there's not really a lot on it right now but i'll probably get that done as well and then um i will also be carrying that in person as well so in person dm big cartel um i'm hopefully going to have multiple avenues for that and i mean you've been listening to him for an hour Buy a damn short. Anywhere you yeah, can. Yeah, that, 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 that'd be nice, but also support who you want, so I, I would appreciate it. <laughs> but. I, um, of course, if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, but on YouTube and Castbox. Uh, of course, this is sponsored by Rogue Energy and Failed by Coffee. Uh, join us this uh, next Wednesday as we introduce Sean Moore, uh, the week after that, Zoe Sager, um, and lots more. You can also follow the show at Wrestling with Evil on Twitter and Instagram uh, for the latest news on upcoming interviews, links to your interviews, and everything else. You can follow me at JamesJ993 on Twitter. You can follow Felipe at I am Felipe, and where can you find Scooter? 
As always, find me on Twitter at ScooterDust. Find me and James hosting The Remix on YouTube, the only live streaming alternate commentary premium live event audio experience on the web today. Coming to you next time with Hell in a Cell at some point in June. And, of course, check out all my Twitch antics on the numerous channels I inhabit, including... Along with Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan, twitch.tv backslash Smoking Dragons. Hey, uh, Brayden, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment. Sick. For all very special guests, Brayden Lee, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling Wit. Entertainment. Hey guys, this is Brutal Bob Evans from Hangs with Bob Seminars and TheWrestleLife.com, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.